to Thriving with a Chronic Illness. I am your host, Smiling Sonia, and I share ideas, tools, and strategies I've learned living with and recovering from recurrent viral meningitis. I've undergone mindset shifts that have helped me move from just living to striving with a chronic illness. I know what it's like to worry about taking extended sick leave or losing a job through chronic illness. I share how you can become financially stable with the peace of mind that you have enough money saved to prepare for those emergencies and cover future financial goals. Good morning. Smiling Sonia here. It's Thursday the 19th of November 2020. I'm out walking this morning, missed a couple of days. I'm going to be talking today about, well I'm I'm titling this episode Stress, Fatigue and Food. I I got the idea whilst I was in the bathroom this morning, as you do. I haven't really had much time to to start formulating what I want to say, but I I kind of know what I, I'll probably talk about. But as you know, this podcast is my journal, and I I come out morning I come out walking I I do record some in the morning when I when I don't go out but for for the most part it's linked to me coming out for my morning walk which is part of my sort of self-care recovery program I guess that relates to my chronic illness and keeping myself well I was going to say trying to keep myself well caught myself because uh, if anyone who's worked with me and possibly some friends and colleagues when people say trying I, I bring up that wise Yoda who says there is no such thing as try there is only do or don't <laughs> So I'm not trying. If I'm doing something, I'm doing it. (laughs) If I'm not doing it, I'm not doing it. So a quick update, really. Uh, I'm so pleased that one of the jobs to do with the house was completed yesterday. And that's a fence has been put up. And I, I think I'll say a bit more about stuff around stuff in the house when I when I go into the topic because I it all it all relates uh, my uh, my sleep again if I don't get enough sleep uh, it affects my energy levels and so the beginning of the week I was struggling a bit with my energy levels and the night before last so it would be Tuesday night I had to get into bed <laughs> I literally walked away from my my laptop work at 4.30 and got into bed. 
and lay there and realised I actually need to try and sleep because I was so tired. And I set my alarm for 20 minutes. And I think that's because I, you know, I've read that because I knew that I, I didn't want to go to sleep sleep because I would, I needed to uh, do something I wanted to do later. And when I, if I sleep too much, then I just feel really bad. So I, I think I've read somewhere, heard somewhere to not, to just have a nap, a power nap. So I think that's, that's what I was doing. I thought, let me have a power nap. And I set my alarm for 20 minutes. And it it feels as if you've not fallen asleep. Well, I feel as if I've not fallen asleep. But when the alarm goes off, I've obviously dropped off. But I've not actually got into a deep sleep. And I think that's what I needed. So, yes. There was probably something else that I wanted to update you on. Uh... Did I have I said that it was my daughter's birthday yesterday? It was my birth, my daughter's birthday yesterday. <laughs> okay, and I am so proud of that young woman. I'm not going to say her age, but I, I shared her a picture of her of my profile, and I made a comment. You know, I'm so so proud of this beautiful young woman, and she is she is a kind-hearted, compassionate soul. She really is. She really is a kind-hearted, compassionate soul. And I'm so, so proud um, and I'm so grateful to have her in my life. Along with my son, they're both born this month. Yeah, in this month. He too is a very gentle, compassionate soul. So I don't know whether they got that from me. I don't know. But they are, and I'm very grateful to have them as young young people in my life. And I think one of the one of the reasons I really want to take care of myself, you know, financially, uh, and my health, emotionally, is so that I am not a burden on them in any way, and that they can lead a life, a really a, a great life. And that I can be in that life with them and they don't have to worry about me. I do know, I know that they worry about me anyway because they worry about my health. But hopefully what they can see of me now is how, what I'm doing to look after myself. And I guess one of the things I'm hoping is that that's a legacy that I can leave for them so that when they are, when they are, journeying their life and the latter points maybe when I'm not around that they too will be able to look back at their mum and and see that even when sometimes things are a struggle and are difficult there are things that you can do to create a really positive life for yourself okay all the mush over Let's move into the topic. Yes. Stress, fatigue, and food. I haven't spoken much about the health side in terms of my weight loss. And when I when I was doing this journal back in 2018, after... I came out of hospital. 
and I was very much talking about, you know, because I weigh every day and I was talking about using the Slimming World plan and that's what's, what I've used to achieve my weight loss goal and get down to my target weight. Now, during lockdown, my weight has fluctuated and gone up. I moved my target weight up seven pounds. And I did that for a reason because I started weight training and I knew that um, weight training, you know, you're building muscle, muscle's heavier um, in comparison to, to fat, the same amount of fat. So I, I wanted to kind of give myself a little bit of leeway there. Over the last couple of months, so after yeah, over the last couple of months, I would say, if not if not a little bit more, I wherein I used to, I was going to say report to Swimming World session. <laughs> I, I I was a frequent attender, so I would go every week. Yeah, I, I I literally until my until I achieved my weight loss goal, I didn't miss a week. I mi- I missed one week. And the week that I missed was when I was in hospital. So that tells you how committed I was. And then as a target member, I would attend each week. And then we had lockdown and I would tend, attend the Zoom sessions, the virtual meetings. But over the last couple of months or so, I've decided that I need to be a little bit more flexible with myself because this, I want this to be a lifelong thing. I want to maintain my current level of health and weight for the rest of my lifetime and I think one of the things sometimes when you're restricting yourself so much and you know you're weighing in accountability on a week to week basis it feels as if you're on this this regime and yeah I think it can be quite challenging and as a Slimming World member uh, you when you, you reach target you've got this six six pounds so three pounds either side of your target weight that you can you can float around in you can bounce bounce around in and also you don't have to weigh in every week Uh, there's an app thing that you use and as long as you weigh in at least once every eight weeks you still have access to this app okay so that's that's something you can use so I decided that I was going to weigh in once a month and by doing that, I could be more flexible and more relaxed about my eating so that if my weight went up, I wasn't then sort of thinking, oh, I'm going to be weighing next week. I need to cut what I'm eating. I thought if I give myself at least a month. And so if I wanted to eat certain foods that I've been avoiding, I could do so. If my, my weight went up a few pounds during that period, it was fine. And that it would give me sort of a few weeks to kind of get back on the plan, as I say. Uh, and, and then when I weigh in, be within my, my target range. What I've found over the last month, at least anyway, is I've been above, I've been bouncing around the top of my target weight which is not really where I want to be and I then went up a, a, above it a few pounds and that felt uncomfortable for me that felt really uncomfortable 
And it was, uh, I, I, when I'm thinking about this, oh, I'm struggling, but I'm not struggling, it's not that I'm struggling, it's just that I have been choosing to eat in a certain way or certain foods. And, and, uh, and I guess those foods, there's, there's more carbohydrates, more fats, more calories, whatever. So it just means my calorie intake has probably in- increased, um, you know, day by day. Anyhow, anyhow. So uh, if, I'm, I've put that as a sort of backdrop type thing. Now, over this last week, I have found it very easy to to really stick to the plan, as they say. And my so my weight is starting to go down again uh, to that sort of top level. And it's been effortless in how I'm eating. And my portion sizes have got smaller. And I don't seem to have this this desire to, to be eating all the time. So I, I, I stopped and I reflected on what's been happening over, say, the last month, two months, even three months. And what I know is that actually there's been a lot of stress in my life. And I have had sort of severe fatigue at times. And I've just wanted to be eating comfort food. I think that's what's been really good about following the plan, the Slimming World plan, and I think it could be any plan, but this particular plan for me, is that I've been able to create comfort foods that are they're healthy you know they're healthy i think what 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 has happened is that my portion sizes have gone up they've been so delicious <laughs> i make delicious comfy food comfort food and i i've been having seconds i have a bowl and then i go and have seconds so it'd be all right if i just had one bowl <laughs> so that's what i've been dealing with and uh yes and uh you know this need to have a pudding uh and even and even if I've been full, I've continued to eat, and and that's been my pattern. That is my pattern, and that's that's what led to the weight gain, the excessive weight gain over the years, especially eating I think at late at night as well, and sort of feeling tired. And so I was thinking about it. I've been sort of thinking about it over the last few days, but this morning I thought there is a difference because. I've not been wanting, I've been, I've been serving myself an evening meal, it's been a smaller portion size, and say for example, let me give you an example, so yesterday is whey day, okay, Um, I hadn't weighed in for about six weeks, and it was my plan actually to attend the group last week I think, but because we've got this further lockdown, we're back to uh, Zoom meetings. And so yesterday's weigh day. Now, my pattern has been with weigh day, um, even as a target member, is that's the day when I weigh in and then I, I, I treat myself to something. And usually my treat is a mug cake 
with loads of ice cream. Okay, and I'll treat myself to that on the the, the way day night. Uh, you know because you know I've been to stuck to plan or whatever. But yesterday, after you know I weighed in, sent my weight through to my consultant. I attended the meeting and uh, and I was preparing my food as I was at the meeting because I was at home and it was Zoom. And one of my treats, believe it or not, on the way night is, is egg, chips and beans. And on the plan, egg, chips and beans, it's free food. Okay? Uh, sometimes loads and loads and loads of it, but it's free food. And I would normally then follow that with a mug cake and ice cream. And I, I, I had this meal and I had no desire, I really had no desire to make myself a mug cake. And I was thinking, oh no, I don't, I just, I don't, I don't want to put any more food, you know, of, of that amount in my belly uh, after having this meal. I did have a small bowl of ice cream later, but it, and I thought, this is different, but this isn't how it's been for the last couple of months. And as I said, there's been a lot of stress in my life, and the stress has been related to trying to get this, the, the house ready for sale, and a lot of waiting and frustration Frustration with uh, the sales side because of the shared ownership. The whole this is probably a subject I will go go into. What one side the house is sold, I think I'm going to do a whole thing about shared ownership. Honestly, I am um, dealing with the housing association, them giving me wrong information, things just going on, not being able to get through to them, trying to work out work find handymen to do some of the works in the house because I want to the pictures and when people come around for it to be seen in the best light so that I get the best price you know and you know I had that situation where the the handy I paid the handyman he didn't turn up luckily he returned the money and so this just stretches things out I've just remembered what else I wanted to share with you but I'll share it at the end if I remember. <laughs> Think operation. Right. So that was all going on. And all very stressful. And last week, there was a point last week when that kind of, it kind of fell away. Um, it kind of did fall away. And I, I think it's because some things have happened that kind of alleviated some of the stress. So one of the things that happened was uh, because I thought that the house would have to be sold um, through the Housing Association first before it went out on the open market, and uh, that was been, that's been messed up, and I've been told that it has to go straight onto the market, which is good for me, but it's meant all these months it, that, that was a position I should have been told about months and months ago. So now I know that that because I was looking at should I remortgage, you know, extending lease, all that stuff. But now I know there is only one way I can go, and so that makes a difference. So that just there's none of the 
should I do this? Should I do that? I don't know. It's just, there's only one option. And so there's no decision making needed for that now. And then the other thing was, oh gosh, you know, there's this work to do in the house. It's going to be sold. What do I need to do? Do I need to do all of them? Does it make a difference? And I spoke to one of the estate agents and they said, oh, well, you know, it's not going to make any difference. Uh, Just do the put some vinyl down on the kitchen, leave the other things. However, it was weighing on my mind because I was still unsure. Uh, Last week I thought, well, definitely do the vinyl on the floor, but, you know, trying to get somebody to do it, handyman. And there's a fence that needed repairing and a small roof at the back. And they, you know, people say, well, you know, leave that because they may, they're probably going to, they're probably going to just um, pull that down and it probably won't make that difference. But they, it was, it was weighing on me. I wasn't comfortable with it because I know that when people come around, they're going to see that and they're going to, I mean, the house isn't, you know, top notch anyway in terms of um, dec- decoration, but that I think would have just made it worse <laughs> you know what I mean and then I think it was the weekend I think so a friend had been I suggested about just getting vinyl and getting the carpet fitters in and it was so simple at the weekend I, I went to this warehouse picked out some vinyl and it told me how much it would cost for it to be put down it was ordered on Monday it's arrived at the warehouse yesterday and they're going to, we're going to be organising for them to come and, and do that. I managed to get in contact with a, a, a fencer, came round, gave me the price. Uh, he said he could do it the next day and it was done yesterday, within like an hour. Somebody else came out, looked at the roof, gave me a price, said he could do it on Saturday. So that's going to happen on Saturday. There's a part of the house that needs painting. It's just plaster. And when you go around the house, that's the only part that needs painting. So at the top, I could do it. I could do it, but every time I think about doing it, it's like my energy levels just start there. And I think I said something about this a few days ago. So I've decided I'm just going to pay a decorator to come and do it. And it's as if, it's as if there's this, a whole... This load has been taken off my shoulders. This load has been taken off my shoulders because I just made the decision, my decision, because I, I decided to take, I guess, to just take responsibility and what feels right for me. Other people may be saying certain things and making certain recommendations, but what feels right for me? And what felt right for me was getting, these, getting all those works done. I looked out my kitchen window this morning and saw that there is no longer a gap in the fence. The fence is there. And I looked and my coach would say, you know, about open loops. That was an open loop that's been closed off. I no longer have to be thinking and worrying about the fence because every time I looked out into the garden, I saw that there was a gap and the fence, there's a, the fence is down, there's a gap there. I looked out there the, I didn't even, uh, the fence was there, but there was no, oh, there, there should be a fence there. It's not, it, there, there's a fence there. I don't no longer have to think about it. 
And that's going to be the same with the roof outside. And that's going to be the same each time I walk into the kitchen once the vinyl has been laid. And it just feels then that I can move on to the next step. And, you know, get the estate agents in and get the photographs done. And I think all that stress was a load on me and I was comforting myself with food. I was just, I've just been fortunate enough that I, I have a plan and have created this kind of menu for myself over the last few months that actually I, I have been maybe eating a bit more but it hasn't made a massive, created a massive problem with my weight, <laughs> okay? Uh, and the fatigue as well. I, I also think I, I was very tired, so during the last few weeks especially, there have been days when I was really fatigued, and again, I've just wanted to comfort myself and comfort myself with food. Uh, I woke up this morning, I woke up yesterday morning, I could have gone for a walk yesterday morning, but... Um, they were coming to do the fence <laughs> early in the morning. So I didn't, and I, but I did do a workout. And I've come out this morning and I feel so much brighter and lighter. I do know, as I said, that I am going to continue to have fluctuations in my energy levels and I will feel fatigued. And so I don't know, next week I'm, I may be a day where I just can't get out of bed. <laughs> But there is, a, there is a difference, and there, for me, there is such a strong link between how I'm feeling and my stress levels, how I'm feeling emotionally, uh, tiredness, and my eating. And I was able to make the, these decisions this week as well, because uh, I'm paying these workmen because I have a fund and things you say things come back to money and I want I do want us to continue to have a dialogue about money and because if this was a few years ago um, and I didn't have an emergency fund or I didn't have my sinking funds or I wasn't being careful about my money and and living to a budget uh, I would be struggling still because I, what I'll be thinking is I haven't got the money to do this. And if I'm not, I've, I've, I was, what, because of the debt that I got myself into many years ago, I wasn't, wouldn't have been prepared to get myself into debt to borrow the money. And so I would have been, I would have been stressed. I was stressed. <laughs> you know, but I had the money uh, and, and I'm still struggling, I guess, with spending money. But it's felt okay this week. It really has because um, I know that it's just going to take a load off me. So, so yeah, so that's what I wanted to share today. I kind of rambled a bit, I think. But I think it's so... Being financially stable, and whatever that means to you, because it'll be different for different people. Financial stability for me is that I have at least a six-month emergency fund. And I have sinking funds for those expected expenses that come around, you know, sort of once a year, etc. that sometimes you grapple about to try and put the money together to pay for. You know they're coming, 
but you don't uh, plan for it. But I, I now plan for certain expenses. And so it means that if I find myself in a certain situation, I was going to say you can, I can pay my way out of it. <laughs> but that's true, isn't it? I can, I've paid my way out of things this week. I, I do not have to do the painting. I may well, years ago, that's my thing and I would have loved to do it. But actually, I have a full-time job. I, I suffer from fatigue. And if I use my weekend painting and decorating that takes away my energy I don't get the rest I need and I then start Monday morning I'm already depleted of some of my energy I can pay a decorator and I think going forwards I think I may have said this before I never had a home maintenance sinking fund and so some of the work in the house should have been done before but because we were always struggling with money, they never get done. And, and what has happened is that they've become problems, big problems that are now going to cost more money. So they may have cost just a few pounds. Literally, I think some of the things could, would have just cost a small amount at the beginning when they were just a, a small problem. They've become a big problem and then cause other problems. But we learn. We learn, don't we? Anyway... Um, my way back and can you hear that Please. so because it's a bit dry so it's not rained for a couple of days the leaves have dried and we can have and kick them <laughs> make that noise oh right yes 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 me sniffing the other thing the other thing I wanted to update you on I'll say it here at the end uh, I so I received notification yesterday that uh, they've got a date for my hernia operation. <sighs> it's not one thing, isn't it? It's something else. Anyway, I was supposed to have had this operation earlier in the year at exactly the same time that we went into the, the, that lockdown. And so uh, it's just really kind of quick. I've, I've got a notification. They tried to call me. I called them back. Uh, today's the 19th. Uh, they've given me an operation date for the 7th of December. I've got to go for my pre-assessment on the 2nd of December. <laughs> and so that's a couple of weeks time. And uh, on the 4th of December, which is the Friday, I have to go for a COVID test. And then obviously, as long as that's OK, I will have my operation on the Monday, which is just a day. I'll be just be a day patient. Now, I planned to take the, that week off. <laughs> planned to take that, that week off, that first week of December off. Can you believe that, on annual leave? So that will go straight into um, sick, sick, sick leave the following week. A little bit concerned because, obviously, I've had a period of two months not too long ago. And just getting into... <sighs> and this is the thing, isn't it? So just just seems to be getting my head above, well, sort of above water with work, catching up with things. And then 
if I have this week's leave and then possibly a couple of weeks off sick and then we're going to Christmas that takes that'll take me right up to Christmas week so it'd be like having merely a month off um yes so and I have to confess confession time I'm thinking maybe I don't take that week off annual leave I yes I did think that why am I taking a week's leave obviously I need it why am I thinking not to take the week's leave because I'm thinking well I'm going to be off the following week but that's not annual leave is it Sonia you're going to be recovering from an operation and maybe you need the week before that to be completely relaxed and build your energy I'm doing this I'm talking to me here (laughs) okay and I'm talking it out loud on here so you hear me okay so you're my accountability partner eek eek so maybe Sonia you need to take that week to make sure that you are prepared for the operation because one of the concerns I have is three of my flare-ups followed an operation where I had general anaesthetic. So there's a little bit of a concern there. I'm hoping that... I'm hoping that it was just coincidence that that happened, okay? But I am on, uh, I am taking daily antiviral medication this time around, so so hopefully um, I'll be okay. You know something? Thanks for joining me on my walk. It's always a joy, always a pleasure. Don't feel like I'm on my own. And uh, allows me to talk. I tell people that I'm shy, I'm an introvert. <laughs> don't believe they don't believe, me, but I am. I am. But um, I'm. I'm not talk. I'm not in front of an audience, am I? So I can talk quite freely into a recorder, even though people look at me and think, hmm. But of course, I could be talking to somebody, couldn't I? Because I could be talking on the phone. They don't know that I am actually <laughs> recording a podcast episode. Anyway, you take care. Look. I'd love to hear from you. If you're listening to this, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear from your experiences. I'd love to hear your comments. Uh, yeah. Smiling Sonia, thriving with a chronic illness. That's me. Subscribe to the podcast. Look, if there's anybody you think might benefit from my tones, what I say, share, share, share. Okay, thank you. Hey, Smiling Sonia here, your host at Thriving with a Chronic Illness. Now be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss out on the next episode. Now if you liked what you heard today, be sure to visit my website, smilingsonia.com to learn more about how I can help you build an emergency fund.